Oh, God. So it's okay, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Oh, did you see all that? Right then, gang, so looking at NAT, Nordic American Tankers, one of the most controversial stocks out there at the moment. People are making it up, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> Just um, coming out of any sort of number which works for them. So what we'll be doing in this video is looking at the fundamentals, looking at the uh, historical evidence in front of us, and where we see the data uh, playing out and taking us in the future. Fortunately, I do see it taking a steep bull run throughout 2020 and in also into 2021. And what I'll also be doing at the very end of the video is discussing my take profit strategy to support that. So for anybody who hasn't already conceived of that or thought of one yet, then um, it'll be a very good opportunity for you to consider that within your strategy too. So then kicking it off with the price action, where do I see the price going right now? I mean, I think at the moment it is set about 4.88, which is abysmal. Uh, it should be a lot higher than that. Fortunately, that does sit within that trend line just in front of us at the moment. I think that channel there is uh, pretty conclusive. But it's very hard because there's a lot of volatility and a lot of things changing all the time. What we do know is that currently oil consumption is still at historical lows. Uh, so it's going to take a very long time for that to get back up and running. And before it gets back up and running, there's so many more things that need to happen. The economy needs to work at full capacity. The price of oil needs to jump up to uh, at least $50, $60 for um, US and, and, and Russia and anybody else to start really consuming it. So, um, yeah, I think it's guaranteed that that will be going up and up and up for a, a fair few months at least. And I'll go into that in more detail in due course. But for now, um, so long as it doesn't drop out of that sort of 4.5 or even $4 uh, target, then uh, we should be um, home sailing. Very punny, I know, but uh, one to watch moving forward with this price is this $10 mark, which I think a lot of people have set their target at. And um, when that target gets breached, you can imagine the amount of volume which you're going to be selling this stock off. So that's one to watch. Um, who knows how far that's going to fall? I'm, I'm really not too sure. We could see that pull all the way back to $4 and then bounce straight back up perhaps. So um, yeah, certainly one to watch. Once we do breach out of that, then it should be quite a progressive bull run towards the end of the year. Uh, and I'll go into that later on, which explains also the take profit strategy around that. The immediate, the volatility that we can expect is is very soon around the earnings, which will be the 18th of May. That should be very good for us. And I'll go into that again in, in due course. Um, and, and also one to watch will be the 19th of May is the ending of these June contracts. A lot of people are expecting these to fall into negative territory again. Now, when they do fall into negative territory, now it doesn't necessarily mean that tankers are going to go up because oil goes down. It, there's no correlation between that at all. What it does imply is that the economy is still not back up and running. Thus, that means that people are still not consuming oil at the rate which they just assume they, they are now. And uh, so they're going to start establishing the fact that tankers are still within business. They're still going to be very profitable and they will be for a long time to come. Some even predicting all the way up until the end of 2021, which is perfectly feasible, to be honest with you. I think when you really think about what oil prices need to achieve to return back to where they were, the economy needs to be back up and running to full extent, not even half measure, full extent. Once that's back up and running to full extent, then all of the oil which is currently stored on these tankers and out on land needs to be consumed and the oil prices need to be returned to 
uh, a price which they are then profitable at. Without any of this, then they will not sell the oil and tankers will still be full and so will land storage and, and it will just keep on going. So the whole time the economy is down and nobody's using it, there's around two to four million barrels per day of surplus. Now, when we look at the global oil consumption, we consume about 97 million barrels per day. So doing some quick math, considering Rona kicked in about early Jan, let's say we've got until sort of, I don't know, November, October of this um, going on, we can expect at least sort of 600 million barrels left over, about 300 days, 600 million barrels left over. And that's on a good, you know, um, if we was to get 4 uh, million barrels per day, rationalise that, obviously it's a lot more. So... The whole time the economy is down, this is going to keep on piling up and piling up naturally. And uh, the only way for that to then be consumed is once the economy is fully back up and running and it will only be trickling in. It's not like they're going to say, all right, stop everybody. We're going to start only consuming this oil now. You know, they're going to keep on pumping their normal oil and they're going to have all this surplus left over, left on the tankers and left in the land storage. Okay then, so that's the first takeaway. NAT are going to be busy for at least this whole year and if not summer next year. So where does that leave us then? Well, moving forward, their dividend, their dividend is going to be astronomical. And by astronomical, I really mean astronomical. When we look at previous years, I mean 2004, they're talking about two cents or sorry, two dollars and whatever else. I, I can't see that happening, but um, I do see it um, replicating easily and if not better in 2016 to 2017 levels. Um, and that is always based upon their earnings. Whenever their earnings have spiked, they've always then increased their dividend. Now then, why does that matter? You may be thinking, well, I'll tell you exactly why that matters. Because last time they started to increase their dividend from 14 cents up to about 43 cents, their share price grew 144%. Just because their dividend grew does not mean that that share price grew. But what it does suggest is there is a direct correlation between their dividend growing and their earnings growing. And when those two go up, then we can assume that that share price is going to go with it. Now, what do we need to see those dividends going up? Well, around that $70 million mark. Now, going into their earnings, their estimates are around... 2. Uh, sorry, 0.25 and around 0.35. Well, I think that's ludicrous because we can actually see how much money they are making. They've posted this on NAT's website. You can go there yourself and check this out. They have claimed that they've got 30% um, of boats out on 31,700 pounds, and they've got 70% of the boats out at 53,000 pounds. Now, when you work that out. Uh, you can see the average there below. It totals, including taking away the um, operating expense, to £79 million, which works out to be about approximately 0 0.39 uh, for uh, an earnings per share. Now, if that was to come in, well, we can really see that share price spike up. But what is more interesting is the buyback of shares they're currently doing. So they recently came out and said that they're going to buy back 30% of their floated shares. So that means they're going to cut down their shares total from about 151 million to roughly 108.1 million, which will increase that earnings per share from 0 0.39 to 0 0.6. And so the exciting bit, so 
remember the last slide, 79 million, that's what we're expecting their earnings to be, deducting the operating expense. Well, as I said earlier, that 70 million mark, that's gold. If we can breach above that 70 million mark, then that's when those dividends will really start coming through. Um, I think we'll be well above it when these earnings come in. And what's more exciting is this is only Q1. We've still got Q2 and Q3 and Q4 and, and probably Q1 and Q2 of next year to, to go to keep increasing this. And where the contracts have increased and the values have increased, um, that is when we're going to really start seeing momentum behind their earnings. Right then, so really interestingly, forecasting for Q2 and Q3, what do I expect? So if we was to take that average tanker cost at 53,000, which they've released in their press earlier, um, it's probably going to be higher than that. It could be lower, of course, but it's probably going to be higher than that. But if we take that 53,000, um, apply a 28 cent dividend, brings us to an EPS of 0.58 and a 93 million pounds revenue for that quarter. But now they're looking at Q3, this is where it really gets tasty. If we can predict their average vessel at about 70,000, I think it'd be more than that, to be honest with you. I think there's a lot of people saying that they're sending these vessels out for 110,000. Could be lower, absolutely could be lower. But if we're looking at that, then we can get a, an EPS of 0.63, and that's with a 56 cent dividend. Uh, and still, they would gain a revenue of 128 million. Now then, from Q3 earnings, I'll be shocked to see the average price of that tanker continue to go up. I would imagine it would probably plateau at this point, if not probably pull back. Um, so I would anticipate them maintaining that earning and that dividend from this point for a, at least two or three quarters onwards, if not more. As an already convinced you, well, good luck to you. I'm going to jump on the bandwagon with the CFO, the finance manager, senior executives and members of the board and buy as many shares as I can afford. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, there's only one place this, this share price is going and that's up and those dividends coming in. But with a little bit of negative, it's important to be realistic with this growth. Now, you cannot look back at that share price and think, oh my God, it was $50 back in 2004. That doesn't happen like that. There was many times where they've diluted this stock they've added in over a hundred million shares only since 2010 let alone 2004 and as you can see all those red lines on that chart there show each time that they've added all those shares in so it's not going to go to $50 unfortunately but we can really see it push up around any time that that oil price has been volatile now that means up or down when it's shot up in 2004 the tankers were a lot more busy because of the supply and demand. The price of oil shot up and so did the uh, demand for it. Uh, and so they was transporting oil left, right and centre, uh, thus obviously more revenue. Now in 2014, it was quite the opposite. The oil price um, sunk off the back of the recession and uh, the decline in dollar. So as that sunk, then people were holding on to it, particularly in America. They were holding on to the oil, storing it in tankers, as we're seeing now, and that price shot up again. Now then, the fun bit, trying to predict how much growth we can expect. Well, I think when we look at those two times in particular, 2014, 2004, within the course of a year, it shot up, both of them, about 140 to 160%, um, which works out to be uh, around an average of 0.6% per day. So then, what is really also important to know is the fact that this price moves sideways. Once we have reached that peak, the price will move sideways for a short period of time and then come off of that high. So being creative and trying to figure this out, taking the 2014 and then 2004 as examples, 2014, the peak took 45% uh, of the duration. 
and uh, the sideways movement was about 55% of that time. Then in 2004, it was 20% and 80%. So looking at the 2014, using 0.6% as the average increase, um, we can expect around 160% price increase over the course of about 265 days. Now looking at 2004, it's about 71% over the course of 120 days. Now then, so starting with the good news of 2014, the uh, bullish part of this, um, I think the targets here are around $17 to $11. I think anywhere in between that is pretty amicable. Obviously, it's taken us only up to about $11 there on that calculation previous. But again, that's only hypothetical going off of historical uh, data. I think if we were to take the current trends and the, the fact that at the moment there is nobody using this oil, you know, well, not maybe not nobody, but very very few people using this oil which is slightly different to the 2014 crash where the price of oil was just cheap so really you want to try and envision the fact that the whole time the economy is shut down that price is going to keep going up once the economy starts to get going then the price is going to move sideways so that's the way i'm looking at it however then looking at the bearish part trying to take 2004 as an example um i, th I think it is quite far-fetched to think that it will only reach these targets but um, anywhere between $12 and $7, that would be quite a bearish target, I would assume. Um, obviously, one again for the uh, take profit strategy, and I'll, I'll go into that in the next few slides. So, yeah, I mean, as I said, this is probably quite a bearish strategy, and I really see us pushing well beyond this. So then, as promised, my take profit strategy, well, I think this is really important, and, and you can play around with this however you feel comfortable um, I'm very confident at the, the the direction of this price. I'm not overly confident. I'm not going to take 100% at 17, although I'm, I'm sure I'd like to do that. Um, it's always wise to allocate risk and, and, and be conservative as to um, overly greedy. So, um, yeah, I, I envision taking profit at just below $10, which is, is very critical to anybody else who's going to do that because you can imagine if that hits $10, lots of people's um, take profits, which they're going to have set in there, uh, are going to be released. Uh, and then moving up from that, I do see us um, each time earnings comes up, earnings will spike that up or the dividend report will spike that up pull that down and then it will trickle up and then spike that up and pull that down and so uh, yeah i see another 25 percent. i'm going to take it about 13 dollars 14 dollars and then hopefully i'll take that last 50 percent at around 16 17 dollars which is perfectly around where i see nat sort of plateauing with their earnings their ships will be out on maximum contracts and um, the economy will start hopefully getting back up and running from this point and so the share price will start moving sideways uh, and then realization for the next few earnings they might come in the dividends might drop only slightly and then you can see a mass sell-off of the uh, of the share so um, yeah again going back to um, being beware of this share price it is definitely a short-term play there's lots of manipulation you've got politics involved central banks particularly America America are hurting a lot from this they've got their shell business which are um, struggling and many may even go under just because of the price of uh, oil currently so they're going to do what they can to keep on pushing that price up uh, the whole time it is low however still with the economy down does not mean that anybody's going to consume it the whole time that is down 
Um, that is the first uh, hurdle they need to get over, getting that economy back up and running. Once the economy is back up and running, then they need to start thinking about getting the price of oil up. And then once the price of oil is up, then they can start using all that oil which they've currently stored at the hundreds of millions on tankers and out in land. Anyway, so I hope you appreciate that. It took me ages to put this together, so I really would appreciate it if you did subscribe and like. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to doing another one. I might look to do one on Facebook next. Um, anyway, best of luck and safe trading.